Welcome to the Attenborough Arts Centre podcast. Back in February, Leicester hosted the world-famous Leicester Comedy Festival, which has now been running for more than 25 years. Attenborough Arts Centre is an important part of this festival, and this year hosted dozens of performances for people of all ages, with a great focus upon the new and growing Kids Comedy Festival. This week, I spoke to Nigel Lovell, who brought his very special show back to our doors about how his comedy festival went, and about how important kids' comedy is. Hello, I'm Nigel, and I am the chief adventurer of the extraordinary time-travelling adventures of Baron Munchausen. Chief Adventurer um, is, without a doubt, one of the most amazing titles anyone in the theatre should ever have. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun way of saying I do quite a lot of stuff that's, that all shows need, but no one gets any thanks for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I know that role as well. Oh, indeed. Anyone who's ever been a producer of a show understands exactly what that means. It, it, I, I'm involved in the show as well. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the acts that does the show, and I love that bit. But also, that 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 title covers everything from bookings, sorting out contracts, working out rotors. So everyone, because we've got quite a big cast for of the show. Well, there's three people in the cast at any one time, but we've got I think nine of us now in the company. So it's making sure that everyone gets um, gets to be uh, gets to do the show as many times as they would like. And um, yeah, things like storing props, building props. I'm, I'm in charge of everything. So Chief <laughs> Adventurer works out works out quite quite nicely. So for those who haven't been able to see the show or haven't got around to it. How would you describe the extraordinary time-travelling adventures of Baron Munchausen? It is... And, and yes, I do have it written down because I've got it wrong so many times before. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, so have I. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, The Extraordinary Time-Travelling Adventures of Baron Munchausen is a family-friendly, improvised storytelling show. So what that means uh, is that it's suitable for all ages um we we aim we aim really i suppose our target demographic is children of about seven to twelve and they're grown-ups and i genuinely believe that the, the, the adults enjoy the enjoy the show as much as, as the kids do um it's improvised because all our stories are made up on the spot and as you know improvised means a hundred percent completely and irrefutably true, for all our stories are, of course, true. Uh, and it's a storytelling show. So we tell stories that all have a very loose base in um, the adventures of Baron Munchausen, uh, or certainly for, um, have been inspired by that. So I might be asked, uh, tell us, Lord Lovell, how you saved Leicester from invasion by the French using only two squirrels and a marble. And I have to tell a story explaining how I saved Leicester from invasion by the French, using only two squirrels and a marble, just using some um, some random props and 
my quick wits occasionally, uh, but most, uh, but also the uh, suggestions from the audience, and uh, that's what really makes the show. When when kids suggest what happens, when when if I get stuck in the story, I might say, and then there was a, and one of the kids will come out with a dinosaur with lasers for eyes, <laughs> and so that becomes part of the story. Uh, which makes it it makes it brilliant. It really does. It's brilliant to be a part of and brilliant to watch because every every story and every show is different. It's not something that's rehearsed. It's not something that gets stale. You never, you just never know what what's going to come next. It's lovely. I, I before uh, interviewing you, I had a, I had a chat with a few of my friends who've seen the show or been involved with it, and they listed off a few of their favourite ones. So. Um, before we get to the Leicester Comedy Festival and your fabulous uh, win there. Oh, ye- yes. Did I not say that it was an award-winning show? Is oh, it thank an you award winning, that is, up. Is it an award-winning show? I, I, just, that was, I slipped that in very casually, didn't I? Um, <laughs> it's a, indeed a double award-winning show, no less. Ooh. We won. We were really lucky. We won. I say really lucky. We, yeah. It, 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 we work, the, the work, the harder we work, the luckier we get. But we won Best Children's Show at Greater Manchester Fringe in 2019. And this year at the Leicester Comedy Festival at the Attenborough Arts Centre, we won um, Best Kids Show of 2020. So for the Leicester Comedy Festival. So that's, yeah, we're over the moon with that. It's, uh, yeah. And, and, and well deserved, if I, if I may say so. Um, I remember seeing the families coming out of, of watching the, the shows at Attenborough Arts Centre. And the kids couldn't stop talking about what they'd just seen. That's which is, lovely. it's that's how I measure a good kids show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. Well, hopefully some of those kids will have gone out, gone off and gone home. And that afternoon would be making up their own stories and kept doing that, you know, for weeks after. And, and that's that's what we can do. If, if we can ex- inspire uh, some creativity in children and inspire some confidence in 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 the children. That that's that's another bonus because um, quite often during the shows we'll we'll get we'll get kids and sometimes adults up to to act out scenes as we tell them during the story. And um, yeah, we find that 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 some kids when when they get on stage they just bloom into the these wonderful characters. I uh, say uh, so, yeah. It it sounds like the the perfect recipe for a family show then, because you get to get the kids involved and have a lot of fun, and you possibly embarrass parents, which makes the kids happier. Uh, indeed, yes, that's <laughs> um, yeah. I say, but yeah, the kids. To be to be fair, the the parents, um, all the parents that we've had have joined in in the spirit of it. Um, and because sometimes they'll get up a little bit reticently, but then suddenly, <laughs> one, as, soon, as soon as you put a hat on them and call them the mayor of Curtainland, that's it. Give them a hat, and they are the mayor of Curtainland, and they become that. It's brilliant. Have you secretly learnt the, the the secrets and the the hidden solution to all public confidence? Just put a hat on someone and pretend they're the mayor of Curtainland. Um. Do you know, <laughs> putting a hat on someone <laughs> makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, Adam, are you wearing a hat right now? I, I'm not, but there is one near me. And oh. I reckon if I put... I'll, I'm going to. I'm going to put on... It's uh, for people because they can't see. It's a, a Yorkshire-style flat cap 
Oh, you see, already you're starting to feel a little bit more Jeffrey Boycott. Oh, coming in because of rain and play. Oh dear, back <laughs> in my day, it wouldn't happen. We played, we played cricket through night. Indeed, indeed. You see, your 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 grandmother could have caught that in her pinny. You'll have that <laughs> surety about everything you say, no matter how nonsensical it is now. <laughs> um. Look, I've obviously been talking to a lot of people who've, who've seen the show and have been part of it, um, and it's been going on for, for quite a while. What would obviously you've had these these two wonderful awards from Leicester Comedy Festival, Manchester Fringe, but what would you say has been your your personal favourite moment from the whole time you've been pushing this show out and, and running the show and seeing the impact you're having on people? Oh, uh, <laughs> there, there there have been. There have been several that have been memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, we were using uh, a book because it originally came from a role-playing book and we were doing it in Edinburgh for the first time. And one of the suggestions, which one of my cast members at the time asked me, I'm not going to suggest who it who it was because uh, uh, I wouldn't want to embarrass Will Seawood by saying it was him. <laughs> so bear in mind, it's a family-friendly show. One of the story suggestions was, how did you seduce the Queen of the Moon? And um, rather than having a look for a different uh, a story to ask me, he asked me that. And uh, <laughs> that was where well, you heard a, an audible gasp from the audience, the adults in the audience. Uh and the look of panic on my face must have been quite something. But fortunately, I managed to, to say, ah, yes, how did I seduce the Queen of the Moon? Now, some of you will call it water, but of course, I know it as sea juice. And I managed to make up a story all about tides and the moon and, and how, how I'd managed to get the moon to influence the tides, or sea juice, as we call it. Much to imagining the, the kind of sudden sighing and of relief from all the parents in the room. <laughs> relief from them? Relief from me was probably more <laughs> palpable. Um, so, yeah, that was a special moment. Uh, there was another moment um, when, <laughs> when I a friend of mine who I hadn't seen from school for... Uh, let's say 20 years, but it's probably a bit longer than that, probably about 10 years longer than that, uh, turned up with his children. And uh, I, I, did, I didn't know that he was coming. And watching his kids' faces as he got up to act out a scene and them seeing their dad get up and, and, and um, uh, become a horse uh, uh, was brilliant. Because, of course, a lot of kids only see their parents, you know, either on their way when they come back from work or on the weekends or whatever. So to get to see your dad getting up and and uh, first firstly going clippity clop uh, around the stage, but then being told that no horses go on four, all fours. <laughs> <laughs> and making a nonsense of himself it was just it was lovely. The kids loved it. I loved it. Um, there was another there was another lovely time where uh, there was a very, really he was a great young kid, very in, involved. He'd put his hand up and come up with lots of suggestions. And uh, 
there was something I said, oh, where do you buy that? Those things, you know, a uh, place where you can buy things. He put his hand up. I was like, yes. He's like, a website. I'm like, oh, yes, that's it. A website. And he put his hand up and I was like, yes. And he was like, how did you not know that? I'm like, ah, because I'm an idiot. And <laughs> the rest of the audience is laughing. We carry on. And after about, I think, 10 minutes, he puts his hand up. I'm like, yes. He goes, you're making this up. In the most <laughs> indignant voice. <laughs> it was, it. yeah. I, I love do love it when, when, when children just aren't in the spirit of theatre and go, well, this doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> uh, he, he, he was loving it, but it was just it just dawned on him. This is not all complete. This is an adult just telling silly stories. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great when, when kids... And kids are really honest as well. If it, we, we, we do get children who, who point out plot holes when we're telling stories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we have to cover, so, so it's like, yes, and so I got into the rocket, and we shot up into the air, and I got to the moon, and, and the rocket exploded, and I ended up on the moon, and then you're like, and then I went back to, to, to got back to work, and people are just, yes, well, what was that for? You have a kid put his hand on, yes. So how did you get back to Earth? The rocket had blown up, and you're like, ah, oh, yes, and you have to explain, come up with a, another bit to explain how you managed to get back. <laughs> which i guess uh, for the, the style of show that you do means that you're always going oh i'm gonna have everything questioned i've got to have an answer ready for everything but i'm not going to prepare a thing i'm not gonna have anything planned i'm gonna say the first thing that comes to my mind and because of the style of show that you do and the sort of performer you are the kids will go oh yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> yes, yes, it does somehow. Somehow, they, it, it, it's. But that's the whole. That's a lovely thing. Well, if you get immersed in any, if you can get immersed in any bit of theatre, in any book, in any, in any, in any piece of creative work, if you can get the audience to immerse themselves in it, it will all make sense, no matter how ludicrous it is. I mean, that's just a a, a wonderful motto for life pretty much uh, it would all make sense no matter how mad it is currently it'll all be fine <laughs> right now yes <laughs> oh yeah the the kids comedy festival has has boomed over the last two three years in leicester why do you think that it's suddenly grown as quickly as it has and why do you think more and more people are getting involved with with comedy designed for for families and for children There's, there's, there's a lot of reasons. Firstly, it was a market that no one was really catering for before. There was very little. Um, you either had sort of stuff that schools would take take their 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 take take classes to in theatres, or there was panto, and that seemed to be about it, really. Unless. Um, Oh, you also had things with big names. So if there was, for instance, the Gruffalo put on a stage production of it. Um, and people looked at those, but they, they, it's so incredibly expensive to take a family to one of those big productions with the names that, that there was a whole raft of people who were being who had who weren't being catered for. Uh, and I think people have discovered that there, there's a market there for that, which is great. And these families are discovering that that 
theatre doesn't have to be uh, phenomenally expensive. It 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 certainly doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be Dickens or Shakespeare. It can be something that's just silly and fun. Um, so as the more things that are being put on, the more audiences are coming. The more audiences that come, the more people put stuff on. It it it's um, self. Um, I won't say self-propagating, but that that's because I've been doing some gardening over the last <laughs> two weeks. Um, self-fulfilling, almost. Mm. Um, and and it, yeah, it, it's great. It's really great to see to see that and to see the numbers uh, uh, grow a, of these things because there's so many every everywhere um, throughout the UK. We're really lucky. Most places have a community hall or. or or a theatre, or some sort of space where where theatre stuff can be done quite easily uh, for the community. And children are such an integral part of the community. I have to agree with you in that we've noticed at Attenborough Arts Centre from, from last year to this year, comparing the numbers, the the shows that have grown the most have been, have been the kids' shows. The audiences have gone, especially during half-term, which obviously makes sense, but the audiences have gone that it's I think they've realized that shows for for children aren't just for children and that there will be entertainment for the adults as well. It'll be a, actually a family show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, everyone thinks of Panto as being the ultimate sort of in family shows because Pantos are just as much for adults as they are for kids. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes for mo- far more for adults in some cases. But, um, yeah, you, you, it doesn't just have to be once a year at, at Panto that, that you can you do that. It, you can do that throughout the year if you pick the right shows to come and see. The children that ca- are brought to theatres today are the people that will come to theatres when they're adults. So yeah. it's really important uh, uh, to get to get kids used to going to the theatre and getting excited about going to the theatre um, and getting them to, to, to go and see new things. Yeah, again, I think that's really important and, and it's the reason why uh, the, the comedy festival, especially in the kids' comedy festival, is is really good because you do get a complete melting pot of all different types of comedy in there. It's all for families, but it's a really, really broad range. You've got stand-up in there, you've got improv, you've got sketch, you've got farce. But it's all for family and it's a it's not patronizing like seventies TV show. Yeah, I mean you <laughs> we try and avoid being the uh, um was it Halem Pace's was it Frankie and Johnny? Hello, Johnny. Hello. We know a song about. It. We try and avoid that, but uh, uh, because it, it, you know, you don't have children. We sh- we shouldn't be speaking down to children. They're they if they if they don't understand something, they'll ask. Um, yeah, uh, they, um, I think that the more the more you dumb things down, if you like, the less fun it is for everyone. It's good. I mean, you asked me about the other thing about the reason that uh, the audiences for this have been growing is because um, both the, the Comedy Festival and the UK Kids, Ch- Kids Comedy Festival and Attenborough Arts Centre themselves have been um, helping promote this so much more. 
And a lot of families, especially, I mean, because we, we did uh, Leicester Comedy Festival during half term, a lot of families are desperate to bring their children to something um, or looking for something to do that's entertaining and fun with their children. But in the past, just haven't heard or haven't been aware that this this has been on. So the more that we can make people aware that this is on um, and that this happens, the more people will come. Uh, speaking of reaching out to a bigger audience as possible, obviously with the current situation with the COVID-19 pandemic, your shows have had to be uh, postponed or cancelled and, and that's terrible. Um, and it has to happen for the same with lots of theatre companies all around the country. But I noticed that you have decided to try and make your work as accessible as possible by going digital with it. We, <laughs> yes. So we are um, making, we're improvising, we're, we're at home. Each of our cast members is at their various homes. And uh, we are improvising stories on the spot in front of cameras uh, I'm quite lucky because I've got all the props at my flat, so so I get to do a lot of dressing up, um, and we're filming them, and we're we're asking families uh, to send in clips of their kids giving us uh, three three things. I think the, one of them is an animal, a colour, and an action, like um, I don't know, running or skiing or jumping, uh, so that we can incorporate those into the videos as well. Uh, so the story, the start of the story will be the same as it would be in our live show. But obviously we, we don't have that live interaction. So that, that's one way if people can send us a little clip. That's one way we can make it feel a bit more spontaneous because, yeah, we, we, we just take those in those suggestions and we bring them into the story somehow. Um and literally, hopefully, if you, if you go on to our YouTube channel, which is uh, Baron Munchausen, um, you'd be able to see from from our from our videos that uh, they all the stories are made up on the spot. You can you can tell they've not been very not been pre-written or rehearsed. <laughs> if if you just go back to the the comedy festival and your your fabulous award win, um, obviously the the ceremony itself had to be done from home which was uh, fabulous to watch just because it was so um, so bizarre watching a comedian try and do MCing to, to their computer yes. um, how how was it with your your cast I'm guessing were all like in their own separate whatsapp chat or something how was it when you came you went up on stage as it were to collect the award what was the reaction like from everyone well it was it was lovely um because because it was uh, virtual, uh, I I had had to make in advance an acceptance speech, so I knew that we'd won, but I hadn't told any other members of the cast. So when the I said we all arranged to meet on uh, a oh some sort of Zoom was it Zoom chat, so we could see each other and everyone was there. And then when the award ceremony started, one of the acts was going, oh, no, look, they've all made award speeches already. They've all done pre-prepared stuff. Oh, if we'd have won, we'd have known. And so um, because I'd had to, I'd not told them, everyone was just like a bit. I was like, oh, let's just stick with it. Let's stick with it and see see why. It doesn't matter. You know, we've been nominated. Uh, that's good enough. You know, let's, we've got we've all it's lovely to see everyone. Let's just have a glass of wine and see what pans out. 
And then just to see their faces when suddenly they, uh, it was announced that we'd won Best Kids Show was amazing. So, yeah, it was really good. Really good fun. And making, because I'm making a little um, awards acceptance video for, for the show was, was a lot of fun as well. I should say that, that you know, the award is, is just as much Attenborough Arts Centres as it is ours though because you know without without all the help with from from everyone there without the help in marketing without without uh, without even the opportunity to do it if it wasn't for Attenborough Arts Centre we wouldn't have had the opportunity to put this on so it, it's it's just it's a ringing endorsement of of Attenborough Arts Centre as well and the, the the stuff that they're putting on the content that's oh. being provided there of oh, you Oh, well, we love you guys. Um, <laughs> oh, we love you too. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Nigel. It is um, a pleasure to talk to you and to talk about the show as wonderfully bizarre as it is. Could you again remind us where we can see your um, stay from home, Baron Munchausen? Okay, you can find us on social media on the following. On Twitter, we are at TT Baron M. On Facebook, we are the Extraordinary Time Travelling Adventures of Baron Munchausen. On Insta, we are, I think it's TT Baron M again. And on YouTube, we are Baron Munchausen. Uh, so you should be able to find us. Uh, uh, through all of those, all of those uh, um, outlets, outlets, uh, channel—I don't know—all all of those computery things that are, 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 I don't really understand. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a link in the bio for this as well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Nigel, for everything tonight. Cool, Adam. You stay well and stay safe. Thanks very right. much. Another big thanks to Nigel Lovell and the whole team of the extraordinary time-travelling adventures of Baron Munchausen. Make sure to check out their stories on YouTube simply by searching Baron Munchausen. Sadly, that is it for this episode of the Attenborough Arts Centre podcast. Make sure to tune in again in a fortnight time when I'll be talking to internationally acclaimed director and filmmaker Justin Edgar about his reasonable adjustment project as well as a huge gamut of other things. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Adam, and this has been the Attenborough Arts Centre Podcast.